0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the LetterTech Lab podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me here for this episode today. Today, we're talking about the challenges of sensor fusion and perception for ADAS and AD and what the future looks like in these areas. And so our guest today on the podcast is Stav Ufe. He is the Senior Manager of Business Development and Strategy at LetterTech. Stav, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. Absolutely. Well, we're thrilled to have you here on the podcast. So, Stav, let's start off here. Can you explain what Sensor Fusion is and how it enables ADOS and autonomy on a vehicle? Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Uh, in general, um, to implement autonomous features, uh, starting from level one, level two, uh, SAE automation, and all the way to autonomous driving of level three, level four, level five, The car requires multiple sensors, types of sensors and and quantity. Those sensors provide different information. It can be visual, it can be radar, lidar, ultrasonic, it can be a GPS and IMU. All this information uh, needs to be analyzed together, what we call fused, so therefore sensor fusion, and then a, a single unified a model of the environment needs to be created from all these various inputs.
0: Let's talk about some of the challenges for automotive Tier 1s and Tier 2s and OEMs in developing uh, ADAS and AD applications. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Specifically, I want to focus on uh, the challenges of fusion and perception. The first and and most important challenge, of course, is performance. When I'm talking about performance in uh, Sensor fusion and perception. I think it's quite obvious. Uh, we want to detect objects, and we want to have as uh, few as possible false positive detections, and as as few as possible uh, false negative detections or misdetections. So I don't want to detect
2: things that don't exist or ghosts, and I don't want to miss anything. Um, so performance is crucial,
1: and especially in adverse conditions. So it's very easy, or well, relatively easy, in today's technology to detect objects when it's a clear weather and you're driving on a highway, or in general, in every scenario that you, as a driver, human driver, will see something well. Usually, a camera or a computer vision system will see it well as well. The the pro the yeah the problem the challenge is in a Let's say complicated scenarios. So, adverse weather conditions, nighttime, a uh, blinding sun, okay, Re- rain, fog, dust, dirt. So, all these complicated uh, scenarios, this is where the challenges are in performance. Another aspect of performance is the performance of how much processing your software requires. And we're talking mostly about neural networks very heavy on processing requirements and you want to be able to implement your software in a less powerful less power hungry processors for two reasons one vehicles in the future one you want them to be probably will be electrical vehicles so less power you use more more miles you can drive right Uh, and uh, and two price if you, if you can buy a less powerful processor, it will probably
2: be cheaper.
0: You know, that, that's a really interesting point that, that you brought up because I think a lot of people forget that with these electric cars, it, it's, every single thing that you add into them right, is, is taking kilometers or miles away uh, that you're able to travel, right?
1: Yep, yep. And uh, touching upon the, the price issue, uh, so uh, sensors cost money. Good sensors cost a lot of money. The difference between, let's say, a a simple, cheap one, two megapixel camera as the ones that you have on your smartphone, that's a cheap sensor. But if you need four, eight megapixel, that increases the cost of your system by a lot. So if with software, with smart sensor fusion and perception, you can achieve performance uh, this, uh with chip sensors that
2: is equal to a uh, performance of expensive sensors again you can save money on hardware uh another challenge is scalability okay the OEM or the tier 1
1: uh they want to be able to start with a simple system okay the car that will come out next year or two years from now for some uh, they wanted to have let's say initial features adas level 2 with a, a simple sensor set, okay. Start with something, and then the next model a year later, two years later, want to progress, right? To want to add features, add sensors, but they, what they don't want is to throw everything they had in the past and start from scratch. So scalability—that's what allows for that. We want to see you to we, we develop an architecture that. Uh, can scale you can add sensors you can add you can actually change sensors let's say the oem found a cheaper supplier of cameras you want to be able to switch the cameras without the need to change all your architecture
2: so that's scalability and the last one is reliability okay you you want you need your system to continue
1: working even when something is degraded for example uh, you have blinding sunlight in front of you, and that makes the camera almost obsolete. So you need other sensors to uh, continue working and providing uh, perception. If you have dirt on your lens, and then again, your performance is degraded, OK? So when some sensors are, are degraded or completely fail, you need to be able to continue operating, or at least th- get the vehicle to a safe stop if it's an uh, autonomous driving mode.
0: Wow, those are a lot of challenges, like you mentioned, and it's no wonder that LetterTech is really a reputable partner um, in the industry because of these long-standing uh, domain expertise that you have and, and the way that you're able to demonstrate that expertise. And so, uh, Stav, just to, to just a recap, you mentioned performance, scalability, and cost as key challenges for OEMs and, and Tier ones. Uh, Performance challenges relating to false positives and negatives, performance in harsh weather conditions such as blinding sun uh, or snow or rain, Uh, scalability because no OEM or Tier 1 can afford to redevelop their ADAS solutions on new platforms and systems for every feature or autonomy level they introduce to the vehicles and costs relating to sensors as well, and computing power requirements. So how does LetterTech, uh, you know, really address these challenges like you mentioned?
2: So
1: we can actually go one by one. Um, So performance-wise, we are implementing what we call low-level fusion, or raw data sensor fusion, as opposed to what is almost the standard today, uh, which is object-level fusion. And I can quickly maybe with one, two sentences explain the difference. Object-level
2: fusion means that you have several sensors. Uh, each one of them uh, has a processor attached to it with
1: its own software that analyzes the data that's coming, that's coming from that specific sensor. And then the output of that system, let's say it's an object list. For each frame, you get a list of objects. What did this camera see? A pedestrian here, a car there. And then let's say you have four of those cameras, and another LiDAR, and another radar. Each one of them. Provides this object
2: list, and then you're fusing those object lists, combining them, and create an overall model. That's called object level fusion. Um, That's not what we do. The and the
1: reason we do we're not doing that is because this architecture, object level fusion, creates many false detections or uh, situations where uh, in the perception layer I cannot
2: uh, know for sure what is happening. I'll give you an example. Let's say I have a poster. Oh, uh,
1: you know, On the side of the road there is some commercial, there is a poster, and you can see, yeah, you can, and, and you see humans there, right, as uh, advertising something. So, Theoretically, a camera that looks at that direction will detect pedestrians. It will see humans on the right. But a lidar, because it has depth information, will see that this is a two dimensional drawing. So there is no pedestrian. Now, when I'm fusing object lists, I will have one uh, sensor, the output of which will tell me there is an object, stop the car. And another sensor that looks at exactly the same direction will tell me there is nothing there. And I will not have the raw data to actually know the truth. And I will need to make a decision based, based on two contradicting outputs.
2: And I will have to be on the safe side, which means I will, have a fo- I will hit the brakes when I don't need to. Right?
0: So it sounds like you're saying that a false positive is not ideal.
2: It's actually uh many times specifically in driving worse than a false negative because a false positive
1: because you can hit the brake without a reason and the person driving behind you
2: will hit you and co- and you actively cause an accident uh, and from a user perspective uh, if let's say you have this kind of feature and your car
1: stops without a reason, sudden, a sudden stop, which is not a nice feeling,
2: you will never activate this feature again. So, so fal- false positive is a, is a really bad uh, outcome.
1: Uh, I mentioned low-level fusion or uh, raw data sensor fusion, which is uh, the architecture that we are implementing. And the difference is that we are fusing raw data, not object lists. Uh, And I fuse all this data and create a unified model of the environment. Each pixel, I have RGB data, so I know the color. I have distance. I might have Doppler. And uh, I have a confidence level, how sure I am at this. So okay, and that model is abstract, so it does not have information about which sensors I used uh, in the input, which is important, because that means I can change sensors.
0: Right, so this approach of using raw data fusion and perception makes your system sensor agnostic, right? So OEMs can use any sensor architecture, ultrasonic, radar, LIDAR, camera for their solution and still perform fusion and perception on your solution, meaning they can reduce costs by changing sensors, right? So am I right in saying this? And, and does this approach also address the performance and scalability challenges that, that you were mentioning earlier?
1: Yeah, so and that architecture allows us To resolve several of the challenges we mentioned before. One of them, so uh, we mentioned performance, right? So I can reduce the number of false detections or misdetections by this architecture. Scalability. Since I'm creating this uh, model uh, that is basically agnostic to the input sensors, uh, that means I can change the input sensors without changing the neural networks that are using this model as their input and imagine what is the value for the OEM that i can tell him hey today you're working with camera x and you have six of those cameras in your car around your car and next year comes to me and says hey i found a camera that is 20 cents cheaper and instead of telling that uh, that customer that OEM that uh, oh my i need to redesign my software from scratch I can just say, hey, no problem. Switch the cameras and it works. That's an amazing value.
0: Wow, okay, so to recap then, um, the raw data fusion and perception approach uh, provides high performance, scalability, and cost effectiveness to OEMs and tier ones in addition to being sensor agnostic then.
1: So customers, uh, and by customers, I mean both uh, OEMs and tier one, When thinking about uh, sensor fusion and perception provider, uh, I think it's important for them to consider, of course, the aspect of performance, scalability, which should be crucial for them because it saves money, the ability to uh, show great performance with cheaper sensors. And I can give one quick example. If we can achieve performance with radar that is equal to that of a LiDAR, radars are significantly less expensive. I'm, I'm not saying now that we can, but this is something that we're really working on and we are actually getting pretty close. Um, and uh, of course, reliability in terms of a uh, knowing who you're working with right so uh, oems will want to know that the the their uh, supplier or provider uh, is someone who can uh, achieve the uh, the performance that they promised that they will we're uh, I, i'm just i'm emphasizing that because uh, we're all talking about r&d efforts and about uh, things that we are developing, we are not just leather tech, but the whole industry, and it's all being developed, uh, looking to the future. We talk about features that will be cre- uh, implemented in the future, as and harder, hardware that is being going to be introduced in the next month or in months or in the next years. So those customers, they need to be sure or to trust that software supplier can deliver on their promises.
0: Excellent, excellent stuff. This has been Stav Jufe joining us here on the podcast today from LetterTech. He's the senior, senior Manager of Business Development and Strategy. Stav, thank you again so much for your time and for joining us here on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me again. It was a real pleasure.
0: Absolutely. It's a pleasure having you on the show. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the LetterTech Lab podcast brought to you by LetterTech. It's been a pleasure having you along with us here today. Remember, you can always subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get the latest episodes and to go back and check out previous episodes of the show. If you want to go listen to previous conversations we've had with other guests, you can do that there on uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or by visiting lettertech.com. So make sure to do that today to stay up to date with the latest from LetterTech. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for Staviofe, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you next time.